Life Audio. What I think that God is inviting us to when we are in a place of uncertainty is to go deeper and allow his glory to be expressed through us in our ordinary lives. It is in the way that we handle hardship that those around us know where we find our security. Welcome back, everyone, to How to Study the Bible. My name is Nicole Eunice. I am your coach, your pastor, your teacher, as we are considering what it means to find comfort in God's promises in this uncertain time. And this week, we're addressing that very thing. How do we find security when we are in uncertainty? And one of the things I love about scripture is that with a little bit of digging, as we've been doing throughout the course of this podcast, as we look to get a little bit more into what scripture is teaching us, is that we find that it is inherently practical. It is it is meeting us right where we are. And no place does scripture meet us better than in times where we feel a little bit disconcerted, a little bit uncertain, because it gives us the opportunity to have our perspective changed. If Jesus's classroom is your life, what is he teaching you right now? If Jesus is your teacher and your life is the classroom, what is he teaching you right now? I have to be honest that I like when the classroom of my life looks really like Psalm 23, the story of the good shepherd where there's green pastures and still waters. I don't really want to go through the valley of the shadow of death. I really just like the right paths. And all of that sounds very peaceful and pastoral. But the passage we're going to look at today perhaps feels a little bit more like life. We're going to be looking at a passage in the book of Luke where Jesus comes to one of his new disciples and invites him to go out deeper. So the passage, the story is found in Luke chapter 5. Let's take a look at it, and we will use the Alive Method to see what God has for us today. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com. Com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Luke chapter 5, verse 4. 
when he, this is talking about Jesus, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Okay, let's play this movie out. What in the world is happening in this passage? All right, so what we want to know for context, as we always want to ask ourselves first, okay, what does this say? Was I able to absorb what is actually happening in this story? So I'm going to restate the story for you in the hopes that you can see it in your mind like a movie sort of playing out. And what we know is that Jesus has been teaching. He has approached Peter and said, hey, I need to be able, I need the people to be able to hear me. And so can I get in your boat and will you push out a little bit? So Jesus kind of gets into the lake standing in a boat or sitting in a boat so that the people on shore can listen to him teach. And after he has finished teaching is where we pick up the story. And when we pick up the story, he turns to Peter and he says, now put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And and Peter Simon, Simon also known as Peter, says to him, we've been working all night and we haven't caught anything. So these guys are professional fishermen and they're going to fish the way they know that it works. They've probably been, they've been taught by their fathers. This is their profession and their livelihood and they have been working already all night, which is when they would have caught fish. So the idea of in the middle of the day, putting the boat out a little bit further and just dropping the nets down doesn't seem that appealing to Simon. He hesitates and he answers Jesus, the invitation from Jesus to go out deeper and says, well, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything, but okay, I'll let down the nets. So he goes ahead and lets down the nets. And what happens next is so many fish literally just like jump into the nets that these massive fishing nets begin to break. They have to get help from other people to pull all these fish into the boat. They haven't caught one thing all night. And now their boat is literally sinking because that's how many fish have gotten into the boat. And when this happens, Simon Peter does a curious thing. He falls at Jesus's knees and says, go away from me. I am sinful. And it says that they were just astonished at what had happened. And that's when Jesus answers Simon and says, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. And this is sort of how Simon Peter is invited to follow Jesus. And Simon Peter goes on to be the Peter that we know in Scripture, the Peter who's in Jesus's closest disciples, the the three that he spent the most time with. Peter's the one who said was the first to proclaim that Jesus was the Messiah. He's the one who said, Jesus, I'll follow you to your death, and then betrayed Jesus three times during Jesus's arrest and crucifixion. Peter is one who was restored by God and becomes this bold man of faith who really promotes and propagates the whole early church along with the Apostle Paul. So Peter is a very important person in Scripture and a very important story. And here we get to see his origin story, how he comes into relationship with God. 
The reason that I wanted us to look at this story as we're considering what it means to find security is we see this interaction of what it looks like to be in a relationship with Jesus and how he uses uncertainty and invites us into something more. So in this passage, we see that Jesus invites, the first thing that happens is that Jesus gives an invitation to go deeper. And Peter then hesitates and has a choice to make. And I think that in our lives, we also constantly have this choice to make with Jesus, that he's always inviting us to go deeper. He's always inviting us to a more powerful place in the life that we're living. He's calling us into a deeper place. Oftentimes what a deeper place looks like is when we feel uncertain or insecure, when the things that we have found our comfort and security in are failing It is the invitation at that point when Jesus says, do you want to go deeper with me? Simon Peter and his friends had failed all night at the thing that they're actually good at. And it was in that place that they were open to the invitation to go deeper. Now, why would Simon Peter have wanted more fish if he had already caught fish all night? It was actually in his failure that I think he was open to the idea of what Jesus was inviting him to. And even though Simon hesitates, he still does it. And when he goes deeper and when he obeys, there is this great provision that is given. The nets are so full that they begin to break and that the boat begins to sink. With Jesus, the catch becomes effective. Jesus brought the catch in, but the net and the boat and Peter's hands and his friend's help is all what brought the fish into the boat. Catching required work, but it was the power of God was displayed when these guys were involved in the work. And what I think that God is inviting us to when we are in a place of uncertainty is to go deeper and allow his glory to be expressed through us in our ordinary lives. It is in the way that we handle hardship that those around us know where we find our security. When we are able to take on Jesus's invitation to go to deeper places with him, to go deeper with him about our fears, to go deeper with him about the places that we have found our comfort, to go deeper with him into the invitation to the way that we show compassion and the way that we love and the way that we engage with the world, particularly in times like this. It is in that place where God's glory is best known. And yet in the midst of this, and if this was the end of the story, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if all we needed to do was go deeper and God provides? But actually something strange happens in God's provision. Simon Peter comes face to face with his own weaknesses. When he expresses this moment where he says, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. All I can think about is if Peter felt exposed for how little faith he actually had Even though he did what Jesus asked of him, he did it with hesitation. And perhaps with Jesus looking into his eyes, he felt exposed for who he really was and all of his weaknesses and all of his failures and all of the places that he knew himself well. And that made him feel like he couldn't be in the presence of such power and holiness. But it's actually in this place where Jesus leans in. What we find where we think there will be condemnation is actually grace It's in the abundance of love and in the abundance of provision, despite our failing, despite our sin, despite our limitation, that we actually discover that Jesus is worth trusting. It's when Jesus shows up for us again and again, even when our faith didn't seem strong enough to show him. It's in that place that we discover what abundance really is and what grace really looks like. 
And it was in this moment that Simon was transformed. He actually didn't go away from Jesus. He followed Jesus. He left everything and followed him. Right in the life we're living, God is calling us to action. If the classroom of your life is here and Jesus is your teacher, what is he teaching you right now? What is uncertainty teaching you right now? Because our one great act is trusting Christ, and the great invitation of Jesus is to go deeper, to follow him where he leads in our everyday life, to respond when he moves you towards the deep end, to throw out your net every day, even when you're sad, even when you're lonely, even when you're insecure, to lean into Jesus rather than away. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Trusting in God's promises, particularly in uncertainty, means continuing to persist, not getting weary in doing good, but showing up again and again, taking the invitation from Jesus to go deeper with him, deeper in prayer, deeper in love, deeper in trust of his provision, and to find and discover all along that Jesus has been right there all along, and that the work of our throwing out our net again and again is a place where we can discover great security, joy, and peace in his presence. Talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey, and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at NicoleEunice.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that, plus a link to Nicole's site, in today's show notes. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.